three, two, one. Welcome to the Center Bench Sports Podcast, where four washed-up athletes sit around and scrutinize sports. Starting at Center Bench, we have Mikey, Luke, Peo, and myself, Luca. Peo, are you feeling good? Am I? Yeah, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> you look good, what, buddy. What was your... What was your uh, power breakfast today? Was it a sausage McMuffin without the egg? What, what was that all about? Dude, that's weird. I didn't even ask for it. Like it was just ordered for me, I was, and I just grabbed it. And I was like, "Oh, there's no egg in this." And I'm, you're not you're not an egg guy in general. In general, right? No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I do like an eggs Benny though. Like I do like that. Um, you have to. It has to be right. Wait, hold on. Let's unpack this. Who ordered it for you? Um. So my, basically, my sister-in-law ordered it. Oh, Lindsay. Okay. Lindsay ordered it, yeah. And she knows that you're a freak that doesn't like eggs? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I don't know if they like messed up on it, but I didn't request for it, no. I just don't understand how you bite it. Like, how is that not super dry? Just like the sausage and Man, bread. It was, re- it was actually really good. It's just yeah, I like it better. I like cheese. it better without the egg, to be honest. No. I was like really happy it was like... Interesting. Like we should uh, we should have a poll today. Do you like sausage McMuffin without the egg or with the egg, and see who <laughs> t- the most popular? The, the vote. chicken McMuffin, very good, very good. That doesn't you know what? that doesn't come with egg to begin with. Like they don't make it with egg. Like it's That's just true. it's just the chicken, but it has like it's obviously like the what is it the McMuffin buns? Is that what you call what do you call them? The English the English yeah, muffins, yeah, yeah. English, English muffin. muffin um the cheese that they would put in a mcmuffin um and like a little sauce i don't know what kind of sauce it's a little little kick to it so essentially it's it's an excuse to eat a mcchicken at 9 a.m that's basically yeah yeah. but i love it very good you know what you know what a game changer is and i think i talked about this before but it's mcgriddles man yeah those are those those are are too rich man (laughs) oh those are dangerous wait what's a mcgriddle pancakes as the bun yeah is that what it is yeah but yeah. the maple syrup is infused so it's not sloppy mm. they've got you have that little syrup taste to the buns oh i'm getting too excited they've got more calories than a big mac in them well that's okay yeah i mean no i'm sausage egg mcmuffin all the way yeah i'm with you with the egg bacon is yeah. not even half as good as a sausage no i agree yeah no there's nothing like a nice juicy sausage Oh, wow, man. (laughs) I'm sweating thinking about it. Add a little bit of ketchup, a little bit of hot sauce. Maybe even throwing in the hash brown in there is is a pro move. Have you guys ever tried that? Oh, that's actually putting the hat. You add like a nice potato crisp to it. It's it's unbelievable. Okay, enough about this food. Let's talk about some sports, boys. Come on now. Yeah, let's do it. So, Mikey, you know, it's Christmas Eve and um, the trade deadline in, in the NHL. And there's a lot of movement, probably like, what, late at night? Usually the NHL doesn't really uh, do that. I know the Leafs made a lot of moves. Pittsburgh did as well. The question is to the bench, which teams had the best trade deadline and which teams had the worst? Uh, for me, I think one of the teams that had the best was the Leafs. I think they addressed a lot of their needs. Um, I think they cemented them themselves as a top five NHL team. Um, I like how they added a depth defenseman. I think Felino can play in multiple spots in the lineup and contribute. Uh, he's a proven winner. He's a former captain. That, you know, Now that's four former captains on our team. Um, so we're definitely not lacking leadership anymore. And they added 
Big Save Dave. I think that was a good ad, which with the uncertainty of Freddie and the whole uncertainty of the goalie situation. Now, Campbell's struggled this last past week, so I don't know about that. But another team I thought had a good deadline was Boston. I think they kind of stole Hall. He's been um, going off, too. Yeah, he's been so far so good. Uh, he looks like he's re-energized and a new player. But yeah, those are the two winners for me. It's hard to say. Like, depends like what you would consider like the best and like winning, right? Like, I thought the Red Wings had a fantastic trade deadline, but that's positioning themselves for next year and future years. I like what the Leafs did as well. I think they have a. This is the Leafs' year. If they're going to do anything, it's this year. They have 11, I think, free agents next year. And I think two draft picks next year and the following year. So I think this is their time. They have a really good team. Their team's deep. Uh, at least their forward group. They got insurance on the back end with David Riddick. Um, so I thought the Leafs did well. Tampa <laughs> Tampa probably had the best because they're getting Kucherov for the playoffs. They added <laughs> Savard on the back end to an already deep blue line. Uh, so I thought Tampa had a really good deadline as yeah. well. Um, I don't, I mean, Anthony Mantha is a, a good player, but I don't know. I think Washington overpaid massively for Mantha. Uh, mm-hmm. I, Jacob Vranda himself is a pretty good player. Vran, and I think, Mikey, you said too, Vranda for Mantha, that itself would be kind of close. But they even threw in like first round picks. So I don't know why Washington did yeah, that. Yeah, I know. We were talking about that deal like one Monday yeah, night, I when guess. It happened when it, after it happened. And I, yeah, at first I was like, yeah, that, I, you know, I think Detroit made out great. But then, I don't know, there's also Panic who had two more years at 2.75. And he was like a fringe, he's a fringe NHL player. And Washington can't afford as a cap team to have someone like that. And then I saw the quotes from the Washington GM. And he just was pretty candid in saying that, like, Verana doesn't play the type of hockey that we always like. And, you know, he cheats on the offensive side of the, the puck. And he's a RFA and there's a little bit of cost uncertainty. And now with Manta, it's, you know, he's locked in, I think for three or four more years at his cap hit, you know, and Manta, we like the type of player he is. I don't know. I still don't like the deal, but at least good for him. Like he's, he addressed it. He was willing to pay up and Washington windows closing very fast. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't think they should have traded those picks because yeah. of that. like they're going to need it. You know, they only maybe have one or two more shots at it. So, you know, you want to put your best foot forward. So I still don't don't love the deal, but I could see why he did it from his perspective. What about the uh, Islanders? They had had added two pieces too. I like, yeah, we talked about the Islanders when that trade happened. Um, They got a deep team. I mean, the East is going to be tough. I like the addition from a Pittsburgh side. I like adding Jeff Carter. We didn't really give up much for him. And he's a versatile player, presence. kind of like Felino. He can play anywhere in your lineup. He plays center or wing. Um, his debut on Thursday, he looked really good. And it doesn't seem like he's getting up there in age, but it still seems like for a big guy, he can still move his legs, which is good. So I like that addition too. The The best addition has got to be Felino, though, no? Yeah, I mean, that was the perfect player for the Leafs. Like yeah. That's the player the Leafs needed. I saw Kole Yakovo um, say, compare him to a Hyman-type player, and we all know how much Toronto loves Hyman. So. Yeah, no, I think it, I think he's going to be a great fit. I can't wait for him to get into the lineup. I think he's eligible Monday or Tuesday to be after his week of quarantine. But I think it just completes their team and their forward group. Um, I don't know who they're going to take out. I know who I would take out, but... 
uh, we'll see what they do. I think Thornton and Engvall got to come out now with when Willie and Felino come back. Uh, but I'm curious to see what they do. I know right now they're kind of experimenting. They're trying a whole bunch of combinations, different players in and out, and this is the time to do it. It really doesn't matter. They're going to make the playoffs. If they finish first or second, who really cares? So let's try to figure it out and so we can you know, be in the best position come playoff time. I think you another guys, player that no, might come out is Simmons. Simmons hasn't played good at all since he came back from injury. Oh, I should return my jersey. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping he'll get it back together. I think, I don't know, I liked him on that second line with Willie and uh, JT. I think they should put him back there. Uh, that's that's in my playoff lines. That's who I have. Um, I'll just add, too, because we talked about it last week with the MVP talk, but when we saw Matthews come out of the lineup, like you saw, you saw how much Mitch Marner means to that team. Like it, any line he's on, like that's the line. Look, Tavares, you know, he's had his career year playing with Marner points wise and goals wise. And then ever since you see his production's been down. So I don't know. I think if you put Marner back on Tavares's line, I think Tavares's production is going to go up just like Matthews has went up with him. 10 plus it. goals with, with with Marner on his wing you can add 10 goals to a season yeah. um I don't know I would like to see I don't know they're so good together though it's so tough yeah, to split hard to them, up. them up yeah but you know if Matthews is a true MVP then he should be able to drive his own line yeah um and and he's not gonna have two slouches like put Willie and Hyman on his line yeah. like those are two good wingers exactly I just want to circle back on a player who got traded um and it's got me thinking this week. Taylor Hall, like he's been on what four or five teams. Is there, is there something wrong with the guy? Like he, he's talented. Why why is he on like you know? He started off in Edmonton, New Jersey, Arizona, Buffalo. Now he's on the Bruins. Is there something I don't know? <laughs> I mean, he's off to hard, off, hard start on the Bruins, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have that Trevor a- Lawrence chip on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> a couple t- I think he was in a couple tough situations. Um, like Edmonton, you know, they did that one for one for Larson. Then he had some success with the Devils, but then ever since sort of his MVP year, he's been kind of back and forth. And like Buffalo is just a dumpster fire right now. I don't know anyone that could succeed in, in that area with what, what, what they're doing and how they play. But I don't know. I think he's, I don't know. I hear that he's tough to play with. Not in terms of his personality, just the, his style of play. Um, but I don't know. I think, like I said before, I think Boston was a good fit. Uh, let's see what he can do. He I can think, really drive that second line. I think I said it last week too. Like I think he's at a point now where he can't be the guy. Like he's a good supporting cast. Like I compared him to Phil Kessel in Pittsburgh. So um, I agree with Mikey. Like Boston was a good spot for him because you have Pasternak, Marchand, Bergeron, who are the go-to players, and then he's part of that supporting cast who can fit well nicely on a second line. I guess one last thing, good for Colorado. They they got Devin Dubnik. I've been saying it all yeah. season long that I don't like um, the backup and I don't want to lose another playoff run for the Avs. The wor- <laughs> I think the team that missed big time was Winnipeg. Yep, 100% they, agree. They added Jordy Ben, who's like a sixth defenseman. They needed a top four guy, um, so I think that hurt them, but... The way Connor Hellebuck's been playing, why I wouldn't want to play Winnipeg right now. If you if you were the Leafs, who would you guys rather play, uh, Montreal or Edmonton? I think Montreal. Uh, I, Montreal. I think Edmonton. If I'm uh, Toronto, Toronto has their way with Edmonton. I know. I'm so um, torn. 
Montreal, like I said it last week, like Montreal plays them pretty tough. So does that. Edmonton's played them pretty tight too, though, no? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, some game, yeah, but I don't know. And I'm not, like, I'm not sold on Edmonton. Like, if you shut down McDavid's line, you're going to win. Yeah. Um, And I think Toronto's deep enough where, like, they'd be able to handle Edmonton pretty nicely. It's, I don't know. With Montreal, they always play them tough and, like, Montreal-style play. Um, that's a tough matchup for them, I do you, think. Do you guys think Montreal made the correct moves in uh, on the deadline? Like, you know, they added Eric Stahl for forward depth. They added a couple other players for different skill sets. And they still have the draft much. picks. They didn't really do much, and that's Bergevin's MO. He's pretty cheap when it comes to doing stuff like that and using his draft capital. He likes to keep it. Uh, same with Shevel Day off. Like, he's so hesitant to trade his prospects and picks. And, you know, a lot of times that pays off. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I do think you have to go for it. I don't think Montreal's window was this year. I think yeah. like Winnipeg, I think they had a good opportunity to mm-hmm. seize it and they missed it. But I don't think Montreal, their young talent is coming up. They got Romanoff on the back end. They got Nick Suzuki. They got Cole something, Calfield. Uh, those guys are all like under Kakanyemi. They're all under 21. Their their window is going to be in two or three years. It wasn't this year, so yeah, I don't mind that he kind of just did a little bit of depth moves here and there. You can kind of compare Montreal to maybe the Blue Jays last year. It's where they were like they got into the playoffs, um, but the, it wasn't their year to necessarily go for it. But now they mm-hmm. they made some trades and uh, not trades, but acquisitions in the off season. Um, so maybe we'll see Montreal do that in the coming year or two the nfl draft is around the corner and all this draft talk we decided to dive into a little uh prep work like a prospect center bench obtained classified nfl scout questions courtesy of google and we're going to try and answer the most random and weirdest questions the scout have asked players Peo, i'm going to start with you this is question number one are you ready Yes. Wait, wait, wait. So after this is all done, you got to decide who you're going to hire after or who you're going to draft okay. based on our answers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I have f- four questions, okay? You okay. can plead the fifth if you if you want. If it, got, if it gets a little too weird, you can plead the fifth if you want, but you probably won't get drafted. So, Peo, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. Question number one. What is your murder weapon of choice? <laughs> murder weapon of choice? Like, can I say I don't want to murder anyone? Like, does that or yeah, or, yeah, yeah? Answer yeah, the question ahead. whichever yeah, way you yeah. like. Yeah, that's the that's that's the first. Like, I can't murder anyone. Like, okay, I'm making I my can't. notes here, guys. Pale. He doesn't sound super convincing, Luca. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> can, can I say no, I don't no, want to? Sorry, I'm, I, I was I, w- I was caught <laughs> off guard. Yeah, yeah, I'm not murdering. I don't need a weapon. Yeah, normally normally guys that don't murder people they know right off the bat whether they they want to murder someone or not. And this guy, yeah, has I, I need to know the rules. I needed to the rules. I needed to know uh, the rules. Fo- do a follow up question. But like, if you were to murder somebody, what would you use, Pale? If you had to. I'd hug them to death. <laughs> guy seems soft. He seems soft. If you ask yeah, me. no chance. I'm yeah, drafting I'm this guy in my D line. I'm adding to my. This note. guy's a hugger on my D line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, g- good answer, Pale. Um, <laughs> moving on to uh, Luke. What is your wep- murder weapon of choice if you had to murder? You're gonna somebody? ask me the same question. This is unoriginal. <laughs> well, why not? Fair. 
First of all, I'm a man of character. There's no chance I'm murdering anybody, especially my teammates. I'm a brother, brother in arms, not murdering anybody. The only person I'm going to murder is the people standing across the, on the opposite side of the field for me every given Sunday. They're going down and I'm murdering them with my hands, with my football uniform on. Oh, fuck, that wow. was good. I I didn't oh, I didn't know we were acting. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Mikey, this one's for you. Ready? Yep. Would you share your internet history with us? <laughs> Plead the fifth. <laughs> You're pleading the fifth? No, I, I hey, I'm a man. There's certain things I like that I don't think I'm alone, so I'd share the internet history. All right, nice. His, his face almost exploded when you asked that, <laughs> thinking about all, everything that's in his history. As he oh, goes to great. clear it right now. <laughs> I'll be back. That's great. Okay, I'm going to circle back to um, Luke on this one. This is a nice, simple question. Boxer or briefs? I'm a briefs guy. Pure performance. I like putting things where they belong so they don't get in the way for me to perform. <laughs> Luke's on fire right now. Um, okay. And I'm curious on, on Peo with this one. Boxers or beefed? Uh, boxers all the way. But not, not the loose boxers. Like just, you know, Calvin Klein's, but the boxers. Okay, nice. Not loose, but in, intact. Yeah. Okay. I got. I need a. I need a lot of room. I got a lot to protect. Unlike Luke, okay. by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, buddy. <laughs> they make special so pants last... for me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Mikey. What kind of fish are you? If you had to pick. Hmm. <laughs> did I? Did I stump you? <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay, the internet's fucked. I have. It keeps saying unstable internet, so it keeps cutting oh, really? out for me. Yeah. That's just um, the history. Yeah. The, the history is taking forever to delete. It's fucking things up. I'll go shark. They can be, they're majestic. They can be dangerous when needed. Uh, everyone respects them. Um, that's, some, that's something that I think I, the same qualities I possess. All right. Uh, now we're going to switch it up to Pale. What kind of fish are you? A sardine? <laughs> I like I like Camps' answer. I can't copy it though. Uh, I don't know. When, as soon as you asked it, I don't know why, but the first thing I thought of was a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has failed his interview, man. <laughs> you you are gonna go undrafted. I'm just going based on like the first thing that comes to my mind. No, that's I'm fair. At least he's an honest him. guy. That's the trait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Pear would be a goldfish. Awesome. <laughs> Sardine. Luke. <laughs> I love sardines, man. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess the best for last. Camp, camps took. I don't know even know if a shark is a fish, to be honest. But I guess technically. Um, but he kind of stole my answer there. I'm gonna go with a dolphin, although it's also a mammal. Like, can can you be a mammal and a fish at the same time? <laughs> now I'm getting in my own head. Anyways, dolphins, uh, dolph no. dolphins are, are super smart. They know how to carve through the water. They're majestic. People find them to be unassuming, but at the right time, they can bite and get their prey. Okay, so we'll let that slide. Dolph like you said, dolphins 
are mammals, but that's okay. So I'm just uh, analyzing my notes here. Pale comes off uh, a little soft. (laughs) (laughs) Very genuine, though. Very genuine. Yeah. Honest, soft. Um, Yeah. So we're going to pass on him. Sorry, Pale. Mikey comes in a close second. He was honest. He answered the internet history question, which is, you know, take some balls. I like that. Confidence. Uh, The shark was great. Great answer. But I am going to decide to draft Luke. Luke had the best answers to all of my questions. Let's go. uh, Yeah. So, boys, Julian Edelman. It It was kind of a weird series of events. I don't know if you saw it, but Julian Edelman failed his physical with the Patriots. And then, I guess, a couple hours later, he decided to retire. Uh, for me, I'm going to put my conspiracy hat on, and I don't think he's done. I think he's going to pull a Gronk. I think he's going to go to the Bucks. But anyways, all this, all this talk uh, and all this radio talk, all I've been hearing this week is Julian, Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer. I want to flip it to the bench. Do you guys think Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer? And I'll start with uh, Mikey. Hmm. I went back and forth on this so many times because his playoff numbers are elite. Mm-hmm. Our Hall of Fame, like he's got three Super Bowls, uh, but for me, he just like his in-season stats are not good enough. Um, so I'm gonna say he's not a Hall of Famer. He was a great player, um, but not he didn't do enough during the regular season. Like he only has six thousand sixty-eight hundred yards re- regular season. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's like people that do that in two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know he had great playoffs, but it's you can't solely just base it off that. I think a lot of that had to do with the team that he was on, not so much his individual performance. Yes, he did show up big in a lot of those games, um, but he was put in that position by his team. Um, I've heard the cases for yes, and I can't say I hate them. Like I don't disagree with them totally, but if I had to vote, I would say no. Yeah, uh, the major factor here is he had Tom Brady throwing the ball, right, Luke? Yeah, well, I mean, the the thing that pisses me off, it's the same people that are saying he should be in the Hall of Fame, and they're the ones saying that, like, Tom Brady played his whole career with no receivers. So you can't, both, both of those stories uh-huh. can't be true. Um, and then, like, everyone's, the comparison everyone's making is Heinz Ward, and Heinz Ward's mm-hmm. numbers blow him out of the water, <laughs> and he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. So, um, and he's a Super Bowl MVP as well. So to me, Edelman should not be a Hall of Famer. Uh, shout out Nick Sav, who sent me a, an Instagram post saying if if Edelman is in the Hall of Fame, so should Devin Hester, um, and I agree with that completely. Yeah, and even off that, like I agree with both of you. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, there's been a lot of players who have like great playoffs, but not regular season. As Luke said, like the comparisons Heinz Ward, but even for that matter, like Wes Walker, for example, that's yeah. who he Edelman reminds me of. Like he was great in the playoffs too. He had pretty good numbers too. Um, Hall of Fame should be your entire career, not just parts of it and parts of seasons. You can't undervalue the regular season, which I think a lot of people are doing now, especially with all these GOAT conversations. But um, yeah, not a Hall of Famer for me. I about to ask you is comparing apples to oranges. But if you're saying, if the boys are saying Julian Edelman is on a Hall of Famer, Julian Edelman kind of reminds me of the Eli Manning of receivers. Eli Manning doesn't have great stats, 
but does does he deserve to be in a Hall of Fame? I don't think Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer no. either. No, I think he Personally. is. Eli Manning has pretty strong regular season stats too, though. Like in in terms of total yards, touchdowns, etc. He also has the longevity, right? I think what Edelman played eight years. Yeah. And that's another discussion in I, itself is like, it does longevity put, land you in the Hall of Fame? Like, Frank Gore is inevitably going to get into yeah. the, the Hall of Fame. He was never yeah. a, a top three running back in the league, but he's going to get to the Hall of Fame just because his, his career stats. Yeah, he has I like do, fif- 15 seasons to get, you know, to crush a couple of uh, rushing yards, right? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, my one issue with the Hall of Fame is like, if I was doing the voting, if it's not. When the, you mention his name, instant like yes, mm-hmm. then yeah. uh, he shouldn't be in the hall. If you had to think about it, or like, like the hall of fame should be an elite class of players, and it's become something where it's not as elite. Like it's just like the all stars now that are yeah. in there. Yeah. It should be only like the true legends of the game. And if you have to think and second guess, oh, I don't know if he's a hall of famer, then the answer should be no. But unfortunately, even like it. having yeah. like. Like if there's like in the in the year if there aren't any too people bad. deserving then don't don't induct anyone yeah and like, like the MLB like, does building it. off what you building off what you said Mikey the worst is when I think baseball is good for it because isn't it with baseball like you only have a certain period of time to be eligible and then you're gone but like you mm-hmm. see it even in hockey now it's like these people have been retired for like thirty years and now they get inducted like why weren't they good mm-hmm. enough to get inducted before yeah but now all of a sudden they're good enough yeah they're grabbing at straws there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like, like Jerry Rice, yes. Dan Thompson, yes. But like Eli Manning, we all kind of had to think about. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the answer should be no. What about Heinz Ward? No, really. That was I didn't. Yeah, I think I he's. Think a, he was like, was he ever really a top five receiver in the NFL? <laughs> like as a receiver, as a receiver, no. But he's potentially the best blocking receiver the game has ever seen. Like rules, like defensive rules yeah. were changed because of, of like a guy I, like him. Honestly, I think the way it is right now, I think he gets in. Yeah. But I'm saying if it's my Hall of Fame, you wouldn't and like put the, him in. the yeah the reason the way I want to keep it where it's like just the elite of the elite players, mm-hmm. um, then I would say no. But I do think he gets into the modern day Hall of Fame. I do, I do think the I agree with you, Mikey. Like I'm kind of the same way where I want it to be that super elite class. But I think the the issue is that like you start leaking a little bit where it's like okay, like that guy's borderline, like he gets in, and then it opens the door for other people and more people. I think, and that's how it kind of spirals uh, to a point where we're talking about Julian Edelman being in the Hall of Fame. To me, yeah. it's like a no, like he's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also these talk shows having trying to debate about it, right? Yeah. Like, like us. Pretty <laughs> stupid podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with the draft coming up, one guy that people aren't talking about because he's a shoe in for the first overall is Trevor Lawrence. Um, but there was an interesting quote that came out of a Sports Illustrated article that I wanted to get your guys' take on and see what you thought. So in the article, he explained that he doesn't play football with an edge. The quote is, it's hard to explain that because I don't want people to know that I'm to know that I'm passionate about what I do and it's really important to me, but I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that, that everyone's out to get me and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. What do you guys think about that? Well, I'm going to put my scout cap on and you know, <laughs> if I ask a question and, and he, I got a similar answer to that, I, I don't know, man. That, that kind of scares me. Like what the NFL is a different breed than, you know, high school football or, or college where like you might not be a winner because I, I feel like, you know, 
Trevor Lawrence been a winner all his life in the NFL, especially going to the Jags. Maybe um, I don't think he'll be a winner. Then when when adversity hits, what, what's he going to do? Is he going to crumble? And, and that answer, if if he answers that, if he answers my question like that, then like that's a red flag for me. Um, I don't know. Like I I kind of agree with what Lucas said, just because football is like a different like sport like compared to others, but at the same time, like you can have motivation in different ways. Like you don't have to have a chip on your shoulder to be motivated. And I mean, yeah, if you're, if you have to, if it's not organic and it's not there, like you don't want to try and like pretend. Right. Um, but I think like you can still be successful and not have a chip on your shoulder. Like I said, like you can, there's different forms of motivation that you can have. That doesn't mean he's not a good player. It doesn't mean he doesn't like the sport or love the sport. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal, I guess. I'll say. Yeah, it's not something that I love to hear, but I think it also he's developed it because probably his whole life up till now he's been told he's the best. Mm-hmm. And he's like the best quarterback. He's the, you know, he's going to go number one overall. He was probably a good, I don't know if he was a high college recruit. I assume he was. Yeah. You know, everyone's been telling him how great he is all of a sudden or a whole, all of his life. Um, I'd be curious to see how he faces adversity. Maybe he develops a chip on his shoulder when he's mm-hmm. told, hey, this guy's a bust actually. Mm-hmm. And then, and then mm-hmm. he kind of develops a chip on his shoulder. But I don't know. I didn't love the some of the stuff he said about about not having a chip on his shoulder, and you know, it comes across wishy washy. Okay. But I don't know. It's not for me. That's not a reason. Like first is his talent, and his talent's still there. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'm not going to take him out of the first spot because of something think, like that. What do you think, Luke? I don't know. I I see both sides. Like I think there's. Some- a little bit of an issue in the way like especially older generations uh view the sport and like they're looking for specific attributes and players that are like oh i want a guy that's mean hungry whatever i don't know at the same time like i I saw booger talking about it but he's like look at the guy's record like he's lost he lost two games in college football like if you're telling me that he needs to have a chip on his shoulder in order to produce then something's wrong with you because his track record Mm -hmm. shows that like it's it's worked out fine for him I think, like, at the same time, like, we were making fun of Peo's answers about, like, honesty. But, like, if the, he doesn't have that, then he doesn't have it, right? I think, um, especially at the quarterback position, like, maybe it allows him to be, like, more calm, cool, and collected and play the game. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love the game or he's not passionate about it, but he's, just, he's not angry when he goes out there and playing like he has to prove something. Time for our two-minute drill. Two minutes will be on the clock, and the bench will give us their humble opinion on the most recent headlines in sports and in other news. The clock will be starting now. The double-hook designated hitter rule will be in place for the entire 2021 Atlantic League season. Under the new rule, a team will lose its designated hitter once the starting pitcher is pulled from the game. Do you think MLB will implement this kind of rule? I think it's a pretty radical change, but I think they should. Uh, this entices the starting or the team to keep in their starting pitcher longer. There's less pitching changes. The game goes by faster. They need to find ways to improve the game. Yeah, I like the strategy of it, but I also love that it's going to piss off so many old baseball geezers. So for that reason <laughs> and that reason alone, I want it to be implemented. I don't think it will be implemented. Uh, mainly what you said, like Luke, because of the purists, and it takes forever to make changes in MLB. They they like preserving what it is. 
And then there's the injury component too. Pitchers are going to have a higher risk of getting injured more because they're playing more. So I would say I don't think they're going to do it. Which player had the best equipment manager assist? Sid or Marner's a few years back? Uh, this is an easy one. It's Marner. Um, I think he had a lot less time to get the stick ready, and that's the reason why. But I will say I love both players' reaction after Marner got the assist, yeah. scored the goal. They both pointed right towards the bench. Uh, I think that was just, that was cool. Tags had to be quick on his feet. He just <laughs> grabbed, like he saw that because Sid gave his stick to Dumoulin, and then based off seeing that Tags, I like, kind of read that said, okay, just in case he comes and grabbed it. So I, I don't know. I like, I like, uh, <laughs> no bias. Leafs power play is struggling to say the least. And they are now 10, eight and two. Ooh. Should we hit the panic button? Um, I wouldn't hit the panic button. No, I do think though, if, if they don't solve that power play heading into the playoffs, um, they're in for a rude awakening. Two teams have went through that one for 40 plus streak during the season in terms of like their power play. Um, that was a 2013 Stanley Cup champion Chicago Blackhawks and the 2020 Stanley Cup champions Tampa Bay Lightning. So I think this is great. Uh, just get, get, getting it all out now. Uh, then come playoff time, they'll be ready to roll. Luke, I heard your uh, hot take last week. You kind of jinxed the Nuggets there. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> Honestly, they, they were looking so happened. good. <laughs> they had Jamal Murray was starting to pick it up. Uh, Jokic, the MVP candidate, everything was looking good. I, I don't see them. I, I obviously cursed them or something, but I don't see them recovering from Jamal Murray being out this season and even the following season. That's a huge blow to their team, especially knowing yeah. how they played in the bubble or how he played in the bubble. Sorry. Yeah, I think this is a team that with Murray healthy, they had a chance to take down the Lakers and come out of the West. Mm hmm. Uh, so you hate to see that, you know, derail a good season, especially he's a Canadian. Uh, hopefully he's back, and then next year they'll be back at it. But you hate to see that. I don't know if anyone can dethrone the Lakers. I don't think the Clippers are deep enough. Um, yeah, I think the, the Jazz it. is the one team that's still are, the Jazz maybe, good. but it's too bad because I did think the Nuggets had a real good chance of doing that. They had some great trades too at the deadline. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, I mean that the, the addition of Aaron Gordon, like we talked about on the show, was was big. To me, they had they had all the pieces, right? Like they they weren't missing anything. They were starting to go so, on a run, and then this happened. So I'm just looking at the standings now for the West, and I'm shocked that the Warriors are in ninth. I thought they were brutal. I guess they're coming from a four game winning streak. That's insane. Yeah, Steph Curry's um, playing MVP type basketball. He's yeah. carrying the team. Do you guys think they should tank or that they should? try to ride it out yeah and I'm, I'm not a believer like we talked about it with the raptors i'm not a huge believer in tanking in the nba unless you're really like a bottom three team and there's a, a once in a generation type prospect because you really never know how these things are going to net out speaking of the raptors raptors are tanking, doing it right now <laughs> well speaking speak of that the raptors are in a raptors can make the playoffs right now they're in the playoff they're in the uh, play the in play game right games, now they're yeah. in 10th yeah, yeah. So yeah, last last night they they played Orlando, which is right a team right there, and they gave three or their, three or four guys rest. Yeah, like they they, like, they have no one. If in the that's not intentionally right tanking. I don't know what is. Like it's not a back to back. They play Sunday next. This is a huge game against Orlando. They need to win. Like if they want to have a chance at getting into that play in round, um, and Laurie Siakam, 
uh, and one other guy are out with rest. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand what's. I mean, it's, a lot of the players have been battling injuries and COVID and whatever. I don't understand why Lowry keeps Getting si- sitting and, and resting. Yeah, suspensions. Season's been just a, an absolute shit show. But like Matt yeah. said, I, like I don't know, like I wouldn't want to play the Raptors in the in the first round, um, or in no, a, or in a playoff. Not healthy, no. Yeah, or not or in a playing game. Gary Trent Jr. has been incredible. Not only oh, on yeah. the court, but off. It's completely embraced the city of Toronto, even though he's sitting in Tampa. Um, he's got he's got the drip, as he calls it. He's best boys with OG and Anobi after th- like three days on the team. But uh, yeah, I have a yeah. feeling Luca's gonna get a Gary Trent Jr. jersey within the next For sure. few weeks. No, he's been. Yeah, he, I, I I'll uh, I'll say this: he's a Toronto citizen right now. So, <laughs> boy. Malachi Flynn's been actually playing really well for the Raptors. Yeah, he's he's stepped up. He's running the for- floor well. Um, there's like he goes through uh, periods of time where he like won't make a shot in four quarters or three quarters or like a huge stretch. Um, but I think like generally I have been impressed with his progression throughout the season. And maybe that's why they're not playing Lowry too, because for them maybe they're thinking, okay, well this year's a write-off. Yeah. So let's get Malachi the minutes here, get him familiar with the system, everything. He's probably going to be part of the rotation, play a more. Uh, a heavier role next year yeah um so maybe this is like a good excuse to kind of just let him run with it now yeah like they're they're not i don't know i think that's a smart angle to take if you're Masai. like i know he's not the type of guy that gives up but you have to look at the top of the standings and know that you're not going to make around to the finals so why not take a, a good look at a guy like malachi flynn because that and the, and Malachi Flynn playing well could be part of the decision on whether they try and sign Lowry or not, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about a couple of um, you know standings in the East. Which which two teams will make the playoffs? Uh, we got the Hornets, Knicks, Pacers, or Bulls right in on that cusp. Yeah, what do you guys think? I guess now you got to throw the Raptors in too, but um, I don't think Chicago is. Isn't uh, who just got hurt on Chicago? Um, oh yeah, there's a big yeah. Levine. Is it, who was it? Zach Levine. Or yeah, Levine. Levine got hurt, and they're not playing well. Um, yeah, they lost five in a Miami, row. Miami, Miami will be there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I think maybe Indiana. I don't know about. Uh, would they, I don't know. I think Indiana is going to get in. I, yeah, I don't know. I think they're built pretty solid. The, yeah, I'd say maybe I, the Raptors have a good chance if they start putting guys. <laughs> Like play if they actually start playing yeah. in the lineup, the Raptors have a good chance for that eighth spot. Yeah, I don't know what their issue is, and that's like the whole NBA too. There's always these guys resting. Yeah, it's like either the teams at the bottom and they don't want to they want to tank, yeah. so they're resting players. Teams at the top are resting players. Just like yeah. it's not a good look for the NBA. Like no, I know no. I get there's no fans. Well, in some spots there's no fans, but you know still like. People, when they turn on the TV, they want to see best on best. So how do you solve that? I thought they were putting in fines and stuff like that for players that didn't have injuries that rested. Yeah. So, I don't, yeah. But I don't, I don't know. solve that, man. Because, like, the NBA is a league that the players basically run. That's the problem. They have so, they have yeah, so much power. Problem. Yeah. But it, well, you should forfeit your money. salary for that game. Like, if you're resting, if it's yeah. not a legitimate If you rest, injury, then you lose your salary for that yeah, game. Why, why should you get simple. paid for resting? Yeah, I think that's the main problem is the guaranteed money in, in uh, these guys' contracts. They can sit three, four games, and they're still getting paid. And the problem is, like, 
like you said, the players run in. Like even if there was rules in place, they're gonna find loopholes anyways. I think they were gonna put fines in place, but then I I think it's because of the COVID season that kind of got blown up, and people are like, okay, like maybe we can allow guys to rest and stuff. I think it's it's you're seeing it more this year because of the COVID season than you normally would. Typically, you see it with like your top stars on the teams that are slotted into the first three spots in each of the conferences. But it's it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's tough to it, it's yeah. Uh, it would it would suck more if there was fans in the stands. To be honest. All right, well, that wraps up episode 18. Thanks to everyone that's been listening. Luca, great to have you back this week. Uh, hopefully you don't shoot 140 on the golf course when we all resume golfing in a couple of weeks, but we'll see you next week for episode 19.